1: molly and i'm matthew
0: and this is spilled milk the show where we cook something delicious eat it all and you can't have any
1: and today we're talking about packaging
0: that's right we this this episode was suggested by host me Mm -hmm. and i want to be clear that we're not talking about like uh like packaging like aesthetics we're not even really gonna get into uh anything having to do with Product engineering, yeah, and or we're not going like to get into do
1: with like uh, negative effects of food packaging either. Oh
0: yeah, no that that is it a, sort of goes
1: without saying,
0: I think. Yeah, uh, but what we're going to talk about is is like the functionality of food yeah. packaging, uh, specifically our likes and dislikes.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. and I feel like this was a this was a spilled mail a while back that we kind of kind of like bailed on answering well, and mm-hmm. and we're making it right by mm-hmm. on the one hand we're making it right by doing a whole episode, on the other hand. I don't know who sent the sent the mail. So, like, they're getting erased from history, like uh, when uh, Michael J. Fox's head disappeared.
0: Oh, did that happen?
1: Uh, Yes. But then he uh, got his got Crispin Glover to meet Leah Thompson and then it came
0: back. Oh, good. Thank God. Oh, was that in Back to the Future?
1: Uh, No, this really happened. Oh, (laughs) great. Okay,
0: All right. I want to start out on memory lane. Please do. The first thing that comes to mind when I think about food packaging is Pepperidge Farm. Okay, so goldfish bags, those cookie bags. Mm -hmm. Yep. I mean, I know that Pepperidge Farm has some products that you know come in other formats, but here we're talking about the bags.
1: Yeah, no, those bags blow.
0: Those bags blow. So uh, thin paper with like foil lining, but not. I, there's air between the two of them, mm-hmm, right? Yeah. The top of the bag is always folded over multiple times and glued down. You can neither unfold it neatly without it tearing, nope. nor can you like sort of pry the bag open, you know, the way you might with a bag of chips, like pulling it either side. Right. It is a terrible idea. And I've been doing it, it for my entire lifetime. Long? Why are they, why do they do this to us?
1: I would definitely buy more Pepperidge Farm cookies if I didn't have that nagging feeling of like, these are going to go stale because because of the back.
0: I mean, here's the thing. On the one hand, like it's nice that the bags are really lightweight. I'm sure that like saves money in shipping or whatever.
1: Sure. Or, uh, but card. like I'm not asking that to be shipped in like a, a like a lead vault. But <laughs> no, actually, I am. I want the I want the bags to be made of but lead. But hold on,
0: Matthew, are you hold on? Are you really <laughs> afraid of them going stale? Because I happen to know that you own chip clips because a couple of them have made it to my house.
1: Yeah, that's right. I have been smuggling chip clips to your house uh, no, no, I've, been, but, I've been trying to send you a coded message
0: <laughs> no but like is pepperidge farm in bed with all the chip clip makers is they that are what's going they're in on? bed
1: with big clip yes
0: <laughs> big I, clip. I don't know
1: like like i don't even think to, like you you raise an interesting point because like in my house chips live on top of the fridge but cookies live in the in the root cellar which is what i call my cupboard yep and like i don't I often think to put chip clips on something that's going into the root cellar. I think really? of chip clips is like going up on top of the fridge.
0: Oh, I think of chip clips as going on anything that won't close. Yeah, no, that like. All right. No, probably. I, I don't, also I don't
1: know. I'm so confused. I
0: also keep scotch tape in my kitchen. Oh, I mean, I would keep like, you know, masking tape or something, but I never seem to have it. So I keep a scotch tape dispenser in my kitchen so I Oh, that's that I can a really smart idea. I will
1: sometimes go get some scotch tape to close like a pasta bag or something. I
0: do that. That a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Pepperidge Farm. I mean, I could probably count on one hand the number of times I've opened one of those bags neatly without tearing or ugh,
1: Yeah. God. No, that's an interesting outlier because I feel like at this point in in history like food packaging is mostly pretty good. Uh, At least in terms of practicality. And so, like, I think about, like, so, like, when did some advances happen during my, like, uh, child, you know, late childhood to adult life? And, like, which things are still bad, like the Pepperidge Farm bags? So, like, the advances that come to mind are the Oreo, like, peel open, like, reclosable top that that, uh, apparently I had to teach you about.
0: That's right. (laughs)
1: Um, And. (laughs) Um, and one that just uh, just came to mind while we were talking about this fruit roll-ups like fruit roll-ups like you know they were an advancement in uh in like flavor because they put a bunch more sugar in them but basically it was fruit leather but they made it so like you could peel it off neatly that's a huge packaging win.
0: hold on wait a minute what was it before so and haven't they always been on that like so, thin, shiny on one side? Right. No, I'm not
1: saying they they improved fruit roll-ups. I'm saying they introduced fruit roll-ups, which were mainly an advance an advancement in fruit leather packaging.
0: Ah, got it. Okay. More
1: more so than like fruit leather as a as a edible product.
0: Got it. Okay. 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 This makes sense. Yeah. Hold on. I have to say one more thing about yep. the Pepperidge Farm Please. bags, which is that I, I think part of what's irritating to me about it is that. There's also no easy way to recycle it, right? Because you've got this paper bag that also has a foil lining. And I'm aware that I could probably pry the foil lining out of it. I want to see you do this. It's not very, very neatly attached. But the bag is clearly not designed for me to do that. No. Anyway.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's basically doing everything wrong.
0: It's doing everything wrong.
1: Okay, so why don't we just kind of trade like picks and anti-picks. Perfect, perfect. Um, like, did, did we coin the, the phrase anti-picks? anti-picks? I think you did. <laughs> I kind of like it.
0: <laughs> okay, number one. Okay, Matthew. Yes, I hate opening tuna cans.
1: Okay, I also do because they have tuna inside and I don't like it. <laughs>
0: okay, I love canned tuna. Okay, and here's the thing: I don't want to buy it in a pouch because right. I, I like to buy like uh, from like uh, producers that are uh, local, local ish, ish. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so I don't want to buy it in a pouch. I'm always buying the ones that are actually in like a like a can. But here's the thing, you can peel back the the lid to a certain point and then it's kind of stuck. And if you wanna peel it further, you're gonna to have to exert enough muscle
1: Oh yeah, I, I I know what you mean.
0: That it just feels like, you know, one millimeter off and you're gonna slice yourself. Yep. Terrifying. Yeah. Hate it. Hate it.
1: Okay. The Swanson chicken broth carton, I think oh, I think has come a long way. Yes. It used to have that thing where you like flipped back the plastic and then it had to peel off the foil and it was hard to peel. I remember those. And now you just uh, like... Open. Uh, you unscrew a, a, a cap, and then you can screw it right back on.
0: I really missed the point at which that conversion happened. I, and
1: I don't remember exactly, but well, I, the, I, the 2000s, I think.
0: There was a moment when uh, I was opening up a box of tomato soup that mm-hmm. was packaged that way, like a Tetra pack thing. And I unscrewed the the little cap and was so perplexed by the fact that there was nothing there was no seal underneath it I was like oh my god has this been tampered with like as though somebody's going through the grocery store tampering with things of of tomato yeah no you tampered it yourself Uh, anyway uh, but I love this advancement as well it's good stuff okay Matthew, what do you think about foaming soap dispensers?
1: That is a really good question, Molly. I
0: mean, I know this isn't food packaging, but no, it's food no, adjacent. No, no,
1: it's definitely, it's fair game. I have mixed feelings. I feel like they they wear out more quickly than mm-hmm. non-foaming mm-hmm. Is, is, I feel this is the case, although I have no proof. And I, I do like the foam, but- I don't love the foam.
0: Yeah. I prefer a more like concentrated soap feeling- and most of the time, I feel like the f- the foam isn't concentrated enough. That's
1: fair, and and like the main that that is related to kind of the main issue I have with them, which is that I can't really go back and forth between foaming and non foaming because they they take a lot but different effort to like you know get them off your hands. And oh. so like if I've been using the foaming for a while and then I switch to the non foaming, then I'll like walk away from the sink with soap on my hands. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> So okay. now, I, I so think you really you just can't go back and me. forth. No, uh, and wow. we, we have we this have the regular in the, in the house at the moment, and it's fine.
0: I really like regular soap, but not bar soap, but
1: liquid well, soap. I also
0: do like bar soap, but I don't like if I lived alone.
1: Okay, I yes. would use
0: bar soap because I really like it.
1: Have you ever tried? But, so first of all, have you tried a shampoo bar?
0: I have not tried a shampoo bar. I use bar. a shampoo
1: bar every day, and I love it.
0: Really? Yes. Oh, I want to I hear more okay.
1: about it. Uh, have you ever tr- tried a dishwashing soap bar? No. This is a thing. Do I you haven't like tried grate
0: it. some into your dishwasher or
1: No, not, you not chip- dishwasher. Like dish soap. Oh. But yes, you start by <sighs> grating some on your box <laughs> grater. <laughs> no,
0: but here's the thing. We do use bar soap in uh, the bathroom. There's a bathroom uh, there. We have two bathrooms in our house, one upstairs, one downstairs. We have bar soap in the downstairs bathroom. But June and I are the only ones who use it. And I use it much more than she does. And somehow I don't like the idea of sharing bar soap with a lot of people.
1: Yeah, I get that. Like more than
0: two, more than one other person.
1: Because you don't know where they're putting it.
0: You don't know where they're putting it. Also, I feel like there's something a little gnarly about bar soap when it comes to like raw chicken or yeah, no I, I just want to be able to like squeeze some soap on my hand with without like touching much of anything.
1: yeah, I agree. Okay. Um, speaking of dish soap, so I my favorite dish soap is the is the seventh generation, like unscented, and they did a terrible thing that uh, I will never forgive them for. Except I continue to buy the soap. They put this green, like no drip nozzle on it, or like like mm. like not no drip, but like like uh, clog resistant nozzle on it, mm. and then they took it away. Ugh. And I don't know why. I don't even want to know why. I just want to like stew. Um, okay. <laughs> okay, but because like it was, it was a really good nozzle, and it and now like sometimes I have to unclog the the I'm, nozzle.
0: I'm realizing that my dish soap nozzle never clogs.
1: Maybe, maybe what kind of dish soap do you use?
0: I tend to use Mrs. Myers because I like the smell.
1: Okay, maybe they have maybe they have a clog resistant nozzle.
0: I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I forgot to mention. Speaking of like nozzles and things. Ha- uh, okay, so. I have bought uh, Best Foods Mayonnaise in two different formats, like the old school, like uh, jar. jar, and then the squeeze thing that you you store upside down. Sure. And I really like the squeeze thing mm-hmm. for the tidiness of it. I mean, it doesn't eliminate the need for a knife because you still want to smear it around. right? But I really like the tidiness of it. Oh, I get that. I don't love that I can't get all the product out of it. Whereas with the jar, I can really get all the product out. Anyway,
1: that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I feel like there have been a lot of improvements in drip-resistant pour spouts in my lifetime, Mm. and uh, I'm particularly thinking about soy sauce and olive oil bottles. Yes. Um, Yes. Like these, they they work really well now. But somehow this does not seem to have extended to most dark soy sauce bottles. Interesting. Like I got, I have some really good dark soy sauce that I bought from uh from malamarket.com. It tastes great, but it drips down the side of the bottle like crazy. And dark soy sauce is the one that like will stain and like you the one you least want to have drip down the side of the bottle. Do
0: you think it's because it's a smaller producer, or I
1: think it's probably something like that? Okay. But i I feel like I've also fairly recently bought like big like you know Pearl River Bridge brand dark soy sauce, and it was not particularly drip resistant either.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: Aaron, get on the drip-resistant train, please.
0: Gosh, I hadn't even thought about drips, but that is a really, really good point. We yeah, all my,
1: need to think more about drips.
0: My olive oil bottle never drips anymore, yeah. and it used to always drip. Huh, okay. So, I am a coffee drinker, and I... I- Wait,
1: can I interrupt to say something? Ask something else about the olive oil bottle. When you are done, do you do you have like like a glass olive oil bottle with like the plastic yep. anti drip thing? When you're done, how do you get that out so you can recycle the glass bottle? Oh
0: my god, Matthew, I've been recycling it with that thing in
1: it. Okay, well that you're, I mean you're you're a bad citizen, but uh, oh. but. I'm about to improve your life okay. in two ways. Okay. You're gonna you're gonna recycle better and you're gonna have fun because what you do is you take a take a like a butter knife or a steak knife and you put it like with the blade kind of against the base of the plastic part and just kind of spring it out of there. Like you're like you're, you're sabering like you're sabering it. Like you're
0: how did you arrive at this this method?
1: Like I'm just like inherently like like you know I have an extreme sports background mm-hmm. like I used to I used to do um mm, like uh
0: you used like, to do yoga in your living room. I used room. to do
1: yoga in my living room. That was pretty extreme. Uh now now I I do like a different YouTube workout. Um, there, I did that sport where you like water ski and shoot, uh, <laughs> targets at the same time. Um, Is and that like
0: skeet skiing, it's called
1: something? skeeting. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what we, that's what we used to call it on, on the tour. Um, and so, yes, yeah, so I just like, <laughs> like if I can solve a problem using a steak knife, I will.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right. So this next one, mm-hmm. um, I, I feel, I, I think Pepperidge Farm could learn something from the makers of, uh, Coffee bags.
1: Okay, this is something I don't drink coffee, so it's something I know very little about. So, so school me.
0: Okay, so most of the time, if you buy coffee that is already they have
1: they have like the the fold out like metal tabs. That's right. right. Okay,
0: they basically have like a like, almost like the equivalent of like a twist tie, yes. like a, a tie that has that would be um, perfect for a, Pepperidge a little bit Farm of wire bag. in like a flat ribbon of
1: plastic.
0: Yes. And you can fold the bag over and kind of bend the wire around it to hold it shut. Brilliant, simple. And if you buy your coffee in bulk, usually the bags are just unlined brown paper Mm -hmm. bags. And so then all you do is you like rip that little tie off and then recycle the bag when you're done
1: yes that's pretty great yeah
0: however that said I do the I tend to buy my coffee uh like already you know like in in like three quarter or one pound bags Mm -hmm. and those tend to be lined with either plastic or aluminum for you know for freshness purposes I don't love that but I have to say so I usually buy Tony's Brand, uh, which is a local roaster, tony's Tony's beans. Uh, and
1: and when you say, you mean you just steal it from your mom's house. That's
0: right. <laughs> I love how easy it is to open the bags that they, that those beans come in. And this is not the case for like Stumptown or any number of other bags that I have tried.
1: Good work, Tony. So
0: here's the thing, like you can kind of grab the, so imagine you bend back the little metal tie thing and you unroll the top, right? But it's still sealed together. Well, if you grab a hold of diagonal corners of it and pull, it pulls apart cleanly. Sure. I don't know if this makes sense. Yeah, no, no, I, I get it. It is profoundly satisfying. Sort of
1: sort of like how you open a, a microwave popcorn bag.
0: Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And Tony's coffee bean bags always do that neatly for me. Awesome. Oh, love it.
1: Okay, let's talk about integrated zipper locks yes. on stuff that comes in bags. So yeah. I feel like this has been a huge advancement in our lifetime, though, like not without its problems. Sure. So like, for example, right now, like some thing like grains, granola and nuts are the things that come to mind. I'm sure we can probably think of some others. Uh,
0: like the dried fruit at Trader dried Joe's. Fruit. yes, of
1: course. The dried trail mix.
0: Absolutely. Yes. Um, yeah, uh, most of the snacks at Trader Joe's that are on the dried fruit and nut come in, like, integrated zipper pouches.
1: Yeah, so right now, like, I got a big 22-ounce bag of private selection uh, chocolate and sea salt granola at, uh, at QFC that came with a very functional zipper lock reclosure mechanism, and feeling. I'm loving it. What a feeling. However... Zipper lock mechanisms vary wildly in quality. Like some of them do not work at all, and like why do they exist? And then some of them work great.
0: We have to buy like large bags of hay for Percy, of our yeah. guinea pig. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the brand that we like to buy has an integrated zipper mm-hmm. thing, and you Is it should called have, hay there. You should have seen me like wrestling with this fucking zipper the other night. Yeah. Always wrestling with a zipper at night. But this particular time, it was, it was Percy's pants related. That's right.
1: One of of my like least favorite packaging experiences I've ever had was like during the pandemic, I was ordering like Amazon's house brand of of zipper lock bags, which were very cheap and very good. And then they like changed suppliers or something. And uh, like I got the same brand and the zipper lock completely sucked. And uh, like, did you spill a bunch of stuff? Well, no, it was just, like, obviously not working, and, like, I did get my money back, but they were like, okay, now just throw it away. I'm like, this sucks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, well, we talked on the last episode, which was the Ritz Cracker episode. Uh, We talked about Ritz Cracker packaging, which... Has a lot in common with uh, graham cracker packaging. Yes. In that, you know, you got a cardboard box, you've got inside this sort of like uh, tan colored, like wax paper feeling sleeve. I don't know whoever thought this was a good idea. It's dumb. Uh, it's dumb.
1: Yeah. So basically like the, I think the principle that we're both talking about is like, if the, if we're not going to use the whole product right away, and if there's any chance that it's going to spill or go, go stale, give us a good way to reclose it.
0: I just right? even, I mean, yes, absolutely. And I think this is especially annoying to me with graham crackers because you know, you you buy them for something like a recipe that's got a graham cracker crust or a camping yeah. trip where you're going to make s'mores and inevitably then you kind of like forget about them. And there is no chance of them being fresh even like two weeks later. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, no. Chance. And, then,
1: and like a stale graham cracker is bad. It like is how they get so like damp. weird. So gross.
0: Yeah, I don't understand why they can't do better. Even just like give us like a, like a little like sticky pull tab thing yeah. like like Rancho Gordo those bean packages yeah. come with a sticker on it yes. that you can use to reclose it
1: yeah which which those kind like kind of work like if you have to reclose it like more than once the sticker will kind of wear out but, that's
0: true but I do think I mean probably most of us are using like half a bag or a whole bag of Rancho Gordo beans at a time sure
1: yeah like one one example of like a product I love that the packaging just needs to grow up is uh, Ghirardelli chocolate. Chocolate chips Ah. like I keep these on hand all the time but like first of all like when you open the bag like usually it'll kind of uh like rip down the side and and like open way further than you wanted and then what do you do once it's open if you're snacking on them like I do like I usually end up like dumping them into a ziploc bag just put it put a ziploc mechanism on the bag
0: well and I would say that's the case for all chocolate chips yes frankly yeah
1: why, why did I like call out Ghirardelli as if they're chocolate chip packaging is any different, it's not.
0: But I, I do think a big part of the problem, and this is also something with, with chip bags, is the way that they also tear, like that they're prone yes. to tearing.
1: Yeah, I feel like some chip bags are a lot better than others because if, if it like is designed so that it will only really open easily along the top, yeah. then I don't really have any problem with that. And I guess I go through a bag of chips quickly enough, so quickly that I don't need it to be like airtight, reclosed.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This episode is brought to you by Masterclass.
1: Masterclass is the website that takes you from that thing you've always wanted to learn to learning that thing.
0: Well, and you can learn it from the person who's literally the best at it in the world.
1: Oh, come on. Really, the best in the world?
0: Yeah, like, remember I watched those videos with, uh, with Steph Curry on, like, you know, how to have proper, like, basketball shooting form and That's stuff. That's right,
1: You and you have been sinking so many threes <laughs> since then, it's ridiculous. I
0: just can't stop.
1: Um, okay, well, I took a class with Hans Zimmer, film composer. Maybe you've heard <laughs> of movies such as The Lion King. Mm. Maybe mm-hmm. you've heard of Gladiator. Yep. The Dark Knight, Dune. He did all of those. I loved, and Dune. now he's teaching me how to do it, like the art of making Has people he feel to things. This? To to teach me, yeah, yeah, because because I've got a master class subscription. Oh,
0: okay, all right. Well, you know, Matthew, I also hear that if you want to take a class, say from like Alice Waters or Thomas Keller or even like Yotam Ottolenghi, yeah. you can get essentially what are like private lessons. Now, granted, they're 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 on Masterclass. Yes. But private lessons he from d- these right. people.
1: Odolenghi doesn't come to your house, That's but right. virtually he does.
0: That's right. So Masterclass makes all of this possible, and you get unlimited access To the very world's best teachers.
1: And you will get 15% off an annual membership right now at masterclass.com slash spilledmilk15.
0: Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash spilledmilk15.
1: masterclass.com slash spilledmilk15.
0: Okay, a couple of things that I just I want to give a shout out to deli meat packages. Okay, that, yeah, yeah. Um, You know, even though they are plastic, like they now have a peel and reseal. Yes. Thing, which which is nice. Or it's like great. if
1: I get them from the deli counter at Safeway, they'll put usually put in like with uh, like a sliding zipper bag. I like oh, that. Really? Yeah. Oh really? I
0: haven't seen those instead of just wrapping it in like butcher paper. Right. Ah, okay, that's smart. I like that.
1: I really like the Tillamook baby loaf packaging. Oh,
0: I am excited to talk about this. So by baby loaf, you mean the the size that you and I probably both buy. Yeah, two
1: pound oblong.
0: Okay. To be clear, it comes in uh, like a thick-ish plastic.
1: Stretchy-ish wrap. Uh, It's not really stretchy. It's not really stretchy, I guess. But
0: it is like shrink-wrapped and sealed around the cheese. And so to get into the cheese, you do have to use a knife or some sharp.
1: Again, if if the person. The problem can be solved with a steak knife. That's how I will solve it.
0: That's right. What is really interesting about the packaging on the the Tillamook baby loaf, like this this particular plastic coat they've got it in, is that as you pointed out, uh somehow it keeps the cheese in pretty good condition. Yeah,
1: it like breaks all the rules because like you can't you can't really reclose yeah. it. No, you can't like, so I do like, you know, put, put some foil over it or put it in a Ziploc, but then it really like clings to and protects the remainder of the cheese, even though it yes. takes us like three or four weeks to go through one of these.
0: Oh, big time. No, I always wind up opening it, but I don't cut any of the plastic wrapper off. Right. I use the excess to just sort of rewrap the cheese and then I put it in a gallon size it bag. It's,
1: it's very satisfying to like peel it apart, like, yes. and like sort of uh, like extrude it down the log of cheese. Yes. It's real fun.
0: It's interesting. Have you ever thrown away or been cooking with somebody else who threw away that plastic wrapper, and instead you, no. yeah, and instead you like you know wind up putting the thing naked in a ziploc bag with no, maybe that's maybe wrong. some paper towels. That's gonna something. get moldy. It gets terrible, like right off the bat. I mean, it smells honestly like yeah. like bad, like it's gone bad. And it's fascinating to me that you would think. The cheese in like a Ziploc bag with some air around it, maybe a paper towel to regulate the moisture. You would think that would be a pretty good environment. It is not nearly as good as the plastic sleeve thing. Also, I I don't want
1: to see the whole loaf naked. It feels wrong somehow. (laughs) this
0: usually happened when there's like less than half of it left. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I will do that like if there's like an eighth of it left.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. Matthew.
1: Yes. What do you got?
0: Uh, I don't know if you've ever encountered this, but Klausen pickle jars, just a really ordinary glass pickle Mm -hmm. jar. Also a really useful jar because it's, you know, you can wash it out and reuse it, but it never reseals very well after the first time you open it. Weird. I don't understand what the deal is. I've now had two, well, I mean, I have a sample size of, of two, but- In the past year, I have had two jars of Klausen pickles, both of which, when tilted, when we are taking them out of the fridge, have, like, poured pickle brine all over the inside of the fridge.
1: Like, shouldn't this be a a technology that that matured, like... 150 years ago. I know ago. this is
0: just like a vacuum sealed lid That is so
1: unacceptable. And
0: I'm good at putting lids back on. I My child you. is not necessarily.
1: you do you, you kind of like back it off like like counterclockwise <sighs> until it clinks into place and then and then yes. tighten it. Yeah, oh, I me mean, yes. too. Very satisfying.
0: Uh so I whenever we have an open Clausen jar in the fridge, I tape a, a piece of paper to it that says do not tilt.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah. But Yeah. Should, you should, you should, take a picture of that and send it to the CEO of, of Clausen.
0: Yeah. Maybe he'd send Dr. me a new Dr. fridge. Dr. Clausen. Maybe he'd. Send, Santa,
1: Santa Clausen. <laughs> Santa Clausen. All right. Okay. Yeah. Maybe,
0: maybe he'd send you a new
1: fridge. Is that what you said? Yeah.
0: Because, because I've because spilled Because you're just pickle, full of pickle juice. I've spilled pickle brine in my fridge twice.
1: You should. Yeah. Yeah. See what happens.
0: Um. Okay. Okay.
1: Let's talk about milk and cream because I think I think like this has come a long way. I think my favorite is the 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 milk that I get at Safeway, which is the classic paper carton, but with a plastic uh, you know screw off spout Mm -hmm. uh, embedded into the top.
0: Now, Matthew, what do you do about recycling that?
1: I just toss it in the paper and figure they'll figure it out. (laughs)
0: That's what I've been doing yeah. too. But I, I I think that like environmentally, like that's supposed to be a bad thing. It's probably bad. It's probably bad. I I mean it I, sure
1: is it sure is an advantage in terms of keeping the milk fresh over over like the old kind though. God also like and also like an, uh, preventing spills.
0: Yes, absolutely. Uh, it is so nice, especially for those of us who enjoy camping or whatever. It's nice to be able to take a carton of milk and not worry about it spilling. Mm-hmm. I also really appreciate that with heavy cream. Definitely. Because it keeps for so, I mean, heavy cream has always been a good keeper, but it keeps for such a long time with those screw on lid things. Yep. Okay. I just have a couple more things. Yeah, me too. one I feel really strongly about, and that is tomato paste in a tube. Love it. Oh my God. What an upgrade.
1: The only problem I have with it is that I don't know where to put the tube in the fridge.
0: I have had some tubes long enough too that they have like kind of gotten a little brittle or yeah. cracked at one end. And then you have to kind of stand it up in like a Mason jar in the door of the fridge. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's not the advantage I thought it was. No, but,
1: but like if you get through it, like in a reasonable amount of time, I think it is, it's just like, I usually toss it in the door and it sort of falls behind like a kimchi jar and stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But it is great. So
0: I've noticed some of those say double concentrated. Mm-hmm. Do you, does that mean that you use half as much?
1: Wow, that's a good question. Cause I don't know. I don't like would you be able to tell like in the finished recipe if you if you like used twice as much or half as much tomato paste in a typical recipe? I don't know. I don't either.
0: I don't know. Okay. All right.
1: I would just use the same amount.
0: I also really like it when harissa comes in that format. Yes. Because I don't I don't use very much harissa and so for the like couple times I use it a year, it's pretty great that it's just in a tube.
1: Yeah. Good. Thanks a lot, Toothpaste Industry. I mean, that sounded sarcastic. Thank you, Toothpaste Industry, for introducing us to that format. Yes. I found that miso packaging is mostly weirdly oh, bad. It is very bad. And I don't understand why, because Japan is generally brilliant with food packaging, but it just comes with this thin plastic lid that immediately falls it off. It never stays on. It, like, w- Yeah, it's so. And so I like, you, you know, uh, scoop it out into a more airtight container. But like, why?
0: I don't understand why they can't just give it a lid that stays on, like like the lid of a deli container or something. Yeah. Like what, what is the problem? Don't know. Okay. Here is something, here is a, a food packaging situation that I only recently became acquainted with. So I hadn't realized that baby food has pretty much switched entirely from jars to pouches. And I mean, you can still find jars, but it is by and large pouches. Uh, on the one hand, this is nice because they're, like, lightweight and, you know, they don't break and you can just, like, throw them in a bag or mm-hmm. whatever. And your kid can, like, suck from them if you're, you know, a lot, a lot of people just give them to their kid I'm to, just like, realizing now,
1: like, why does it have such a huge cap and so your kid doesn't choke on it?
0: That's right. right but it is it. still a choking hazard. Oh, great. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> I, I have fished so many of these out of my dog's mouth. Oh, yeah. And yeah, you're not supposed to let your kid play with this cap because it is, it it could totally. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, here's the deal. Also, I've just, I've been thinking about this because we, we have a lot of these baby food pouches. Like they're made of that plastic that's like multi-layer plastic mm-hmm. that can only be recycled by like a precious few companies. Like you can't recycle it in municipal recycling in Seattle.
1: Yeah. I you mean, to, to even, be fair, like. None of the plastic you put in municipal recycling gets recycled except for pet bottles.
0: Where does it all go?
1: Oh, into a landfill.
0: Oh, it does. So like my yogurt yogurt tubs? Yes, plastic and
1: stuff? plastic recycling is a myth perpetuated by the plastics industry. It's oh. not a real thing.
0: Oh. Okay. Yeah. Bummer. Well, so then what happens to these things? Uh, because so there's a company called TerraCycle that really specializes in recycling multi-layer plastics. Okay. And- I don't
1: know. I'm skeptical, but I don't know. Okay. Okay.
0: Well, thanks for raining on my parade, Matthew. Now I'm filling landfills when I thought I was being such a good recycler.
1: Well, I think we all are.
0: Okay. Uh, being good recyclers or no filling, filling landfills? No, filling landfills. So uh, tell me- Are how you, you really d-
1: going to make me eat baby yeah, food? Yeah. T-
0: tell me how you, how you feel about watching this come out of a tube. I don't
1: like it. It looks like diaper gravy.
0: Ew! Why did you say that word? Hmm, pretty
1: good. This is this is banana blueberry.
0: This is banana blueberry. Yeah,
1: it tastes mostly like banana.
0: My kid uh, likes to suck on these things, but as you can imagine, like it's a recipe for disaster because all he has to do is squeeze it like once, and it's everywhere.
1: Oh yeah. So we try oh, to yeah. make him. So it's like it. You can you can like turn it into a fire hose very easily. Oh, right. Yes.
0: We we try to only squirt it into spoons. Okay. I have a question.
1: Yeah. Have you tried uh, uncapping it? uncapping it putting it on the ground and stomping on it no it seems like that could be very satisfying
0: that could be very satisfying wow that is really banana-y yeah
1: I mean it's pretty good it is pretty good I understand why babies like it yeah. also babies will eat anything I've got like three more short ones okay Although I, one of them I'm not sure could turn into a real a real discussion okay uh, ice cream cartons they're bad.
0: Okay, so like, hold on. It was, it's, talk to me more about this.
1: Okay, so I'm thinking of like my favorite format of ice cream to get is like the it's it used to be a half gallon, but now it's like one and a half quarts, like private selection paper tub. Of ice cream, got it. So it's sort of sort okay. of like a rounded rectangle shaped, and the problem is that because you have to scoop ice cream out, the packaging has to sustain some serious G forces. And like as a as a extreme sports competitor, I know G <laughs> forces. <laughs> Okay. Um, and so, like by the time you've gotten like half of the ice cream out, like you know, you're starting the the uh, container starting to deform. You may have like punctured it in places. It's, like just not up to the task. Uh, yeah. And yet, like I'm not sure how the how you'd fix this because like I don't want it to be like metal or glass or hard plastic well, either.
0: Yeah. I mean, then you've got companies like Talenti or whatever that, that do a the plastic Talenti, one. The Talenti
1: works pretty well. But
0: now we're getting back to plastic. Fantastics, I know, Matthew. Then you've got hold on. What about like haagen for instance? I think they have maybe it's just that the the that the pint is smaller than the quart thing you're talking right, about. So like but, it,
1: it's going to sustain so less it, less scooping before it's done. Sure. I think I've still ruined a Haagen-Dazs pint container. What
0: are you doing to these things? I'm extremely strong. <laughs> No doubt. Wow, God! I told you. I did a
1: YouTube exercise video, and I got ripped. I've never thought about this. Just like your favorite crackers, rips from last week.
0: This is so interesting. I, I would also think that it would be really nice if ice cream came in like square cartons. But then again, we scoop them with things that are round.
1: Yeah, and like they did come in square, like bricks, when we were kids. Like the store brand ice cream would would be in like a like a cardboard brick.
0: It was. Yeah, and but that was like a. Oh, now I remember. It was like a folded paper yes. carton.
1: Right. You're, you, you're thinking like a moving box.
0: <laughs> <laughs> thinking like a moving box. Yeah. yeah, okay.
1: Now you're thinking like a moving
0: box. Uh, now, now. <laughs> yes. What else, Matthew? Anything uh, else?
1: I got two more short ones. Uh, okay. Foil-topped single-serving yogurt, big fan.
0: As opposed As to? As opposed to having like
1: a, like a plastic lid that you take off. I like it. Yeah, just, that's
0: a, that makes a lot of sense. You, yeah. get, you do. You have less plastic,
1: and like you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna reclose like a six ounce yogurt cup. So
0: okay, that's yep. fair. That's fair.
1: Uh, and Tic Tacs and Choco Babies. What are Choco Babies? Choco Babies are a, a uh, Japanese candy that pretty much tastes like wax, but is dispensed from a from a container that's like a Tic Tac container. Okay, and uh, I love the Tic Tac container. So satisfying.
0: I can't believe you aren't mentioning the Mintia container.
1: The Mintia container only sort of works. I okay. Think. Okay. Like the Mintia container, the idea is you like you like dispense a mint while it's closed into a little cup, and then open a door, and the mint is waiting for you in that cup. The problem is it only gets into the cup about half the time.
0: It's kind of a like a gumball machine strategy. It is like com- you know you twist the thing, the gumball rolls down, and then you open the door, and there's your gumball.
1: It's kind of like that, but it's it's as if like half the time you open the door and there was no gumball. <laughs> I do love Mintia and I th- like the it's a very sad satisfying like shape and like shakeability of package it just doesn't always dispense right
0: yeah yeah
1: but tic tacs always dispense right
0: they do they do tic tic packs yeah are really good <laughs> i like to buy my tics by the pack
1: <laughs> that's right they tics do run in packs <laughs>
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. wow okay well uh, this
1: was a great idea this Thank was you. really
0: fun I, I feel like I learned some really depressing things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I also There's,
1: yeah. Uh, this is this is not my conspiracy theory about plastic recycling. I learned this all from Planet Money. So
0: oh, uh, you know I subscribe to the Planet Money podcast, but I never listened. Just kind of let it. it roll by. I yeah. just let it roll uh-huh. by. Sure. Yep. Okay.
1: Well then then you you missed out uh, missed out on a lot of information about uh, like I don't know dollarization in Argentina or something.
0: Okay. Great. All right. uh, Today's spilled mail is from listener Daniel.
1: Listener Daniel writes, Bienvenidos, Power Dudes. (laughs) That is the reason I I ran this uh, this email. I figured. My question, though simple, may still spark your interest. I have two roommates in a small kitchen. We are constantly disagreeing about where kitchen items homes should be. E.g., should the pots and pans live in the corner cabinet by the stove with the lazy Susan inside? You know the type. (laughs) You know the type. (laughs) Or should we put groceries like onions and potatoes in there? How do you resolve organizational spats and location-dependent disputes in your homes? From the Lion's Den, Daniel. (laughs) Wow, Listener Daniel really has a way with words. Uh, Yeah, Listener Daniel,
0: this was very enjoyable. Uh, You go first, Matthew. I I've I've been thinking about this ever since I read it, and I'm still no closer to
1: an answer. Yeah, I don't think we we really have organizational like at least not in the kitchen. We don't have organizational spats, but like I've I've caused a couple of different problems lately that could rise to the level of organizational spats. One is you know my ten inch non skit non skit nonstick skillet
0: <laughs> non-skid skillet it's, it's
1: long form it's not skit um uh wore out and i got a new like oxo good grip skillet which is very nice but the handle does not the hole in the handle is too small for the hook that the old skillet was would hang from and that so must be a
0: tiny hole it's a
1: tiny hole and so like i'm like what do i do like i don't want to return this skillet that i've already used um I so now it's just kind of living like on the floor in the dining room which which what? is not great. It's it's right there.
0: <laughs> Wait a minute. But you have other hooks that you could hang it on.
1: I know, I tried hanging it on one of the other hooks and it fell off and caused uh, caused other problems.
0: You know, you could just buy another hook.
1: I could I I know, but then I have to like figure out exactly which hook to get and like where oh, God. where to put it. Like like yeah, it's it's becoming an organization. It's. It sounds like it's turning into an organizational spat between you and me, and you yeah. don't even live here. I don't. <laughs>
0: um, okay, so this is a really good one uh, because we've actually had to do a whole bunch of rearranging lately because of like how unchild-proofed our kitchen was. Basically. All of the pots and pans and lids, our microwave, our toaster oven, our slot toaster. Yes, we do have both. Mm -hmm. Our stand mixer. All of that stuff was on like open shelving at like knee level. Sure. Okay. Including, oh my God, I used to keep my Le Creuset Dutch oven on top of the microwave. So if someone, let's say an 11 month old baby were to grab it I can't even imagine. Anyway, so we've had to rearrange a lot of things. And right now I feel like we have things that are not in logical places. Like I I, I don't have any place for the Dutch oven other than leaving it on top of the stove, which I don't really like. That said, my spouse uses the kitchen so differently and so much less than I do that. I mean, this is the nice thing about... uh, 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 I guess, only living with one other adult and having them not be very into
1: cooking. Mm -hmm. Sure. Um, Now, Percy, on the other hand, has some very strong opinions.
0: Ash and I, however...
1: Percy is a guinea pig, by the way.
0: I mean, I think that, that this is kind of... I often think about the the effect of handedness on on oh, the kitchen layout.
1: That's a, that's an interesting point, point.
0: and I'm curious to think about like you know are your housemates like well number one do they cook as much as you do number two are you guys all like the same hand dominant yeah like, my
1: housemates like we're all righties and uh, and like I'm the main cook so that kind of makes it easy to avoid spats I think yes it's very fun to say spats
0: spats uh, my housemates are all righties. Right-handed as well, Mm -hmm. baby to be determined. Sure. Um, And I do think that a lot of the way that the kitchen has been laid out, because there's not a lot of stuff in our kitchen that is fixed. I mean, we have these like um, restaurant prep tables. So we've been able to move them and place them where we want them. And I think a lot of it happened organically because of the way that we were already cooking yeah. in there. But I think also the fact that we're both right-handed, the fact that we both uh, tend to use the same area uh, for the same things, et cetera.
1: Yeah, it's also, it's definitely time for a purge around here. Do you celebrate the purge? Uh,
0: <laughs> you know, uh, you know
1: uh, what, what? yes, <laughs> okay. sure.
0: I celebrate the purge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: When is the purge? Held? When is the
0: purge? God, I love a purge.
1: Oh yeah, I need to. Yeah, like I think I think the the next kitchen purge is going to be very satisfying.
0: Oh wow,
1: that's going to be great. But it's not it's not going to happen. Well, I mean, as you're listening to this, it's January. It could happen this month.
0: It could happen this month. Why yeah. not? Okay, all right, everybody. Wow,
1: we have been we have dove in headfirst into <laughs> into a package and may never emerge uh,
0: except for the great purge.
1: Except for the except for the purge.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, emerge emerge
1: we during the purge. <laughs>
0: Except that, too bad we can't use that as our closing joke.
1: Uh, we, we yeah, you know, producer Abby like move <laughs> where where we said emerge during the purge. Move that to the end. Okay.
0: Our producer is Abby Circatella. Uh
1: huh. Who who like purges purges the worst of each episode. That's right. <laughs> um, and we told you about our stuff. Yeah, last we week. Yeah, stuff. we got stuff. You can
0: rate and review us wherever you get podcasts. And
1: you can. Uh, I would love to see a uh, a discussion about most and least favorite food packages breakout over on Everythingspilledmilk.reddit.com
0: I'm sure there are some egregious examples of horrible food packaging that we forgot as well as uh, true
1: works of genius. True
0: uh, uh we don't even need to change the north stars of packaging.
1: True north stars that's right um, I was gonna say that that uh, they can be PEFPs perfectly engineered food packaging
0: oh yeah okay
1: let's muddy the waters let's do alright uh, yeah. until next time thank you for listening to Spilled Milk
0: the show that is integrating zippers and- into
1: all of our clothing including <laughs> underwear <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh! hey my pickle jar is leaky if you know what i mean
1: i, I think i know what you mean and i'm and i'm disturbed i'm matthew hamster burton
0: i'm molly weisenberg
1: Babies love gross stuff.
0: <sighs> babies love gross stuff. I've uh, seen
1: babies eat dirt.
0: This morning, I peeled a satsuma and I took a section and I pulled as much pith off of it as I could. And then I bit it in half and gave him half of it. And he seemed to really enjoy it, sucked all the juice out, and then held the like membrane in his mouth <laughs> for literally 10 minutes. Oh, sure. it was. I, I kept going like, please let me dig that out. Nope. Nope. Wouldn't let me. Finally he spit it out in front of the shower door. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so uh yeah.